Welcome to Hindsight Hacking. I'm Corey Carter. And I'm Ron Cool. And we've talked to hundreds of entrepreneurs hacking their hindsight to give you better foresight. And now we're bringing you those same great interviews along with other mindset hacks, visibility hacks, traffic hacks, and more to get you all the tools you need to gain more visibility and gain more traffic. And of course, gain more sales. So head over to GetHHM.com forward slash toolbox to get all the free resources to help you get more. And so without further ado, let's get to it. All right, all right, all right. We are joined by the one and the only Miss Marley Jacks, someone who is an amazing entrepreneur who helps people get their omnipresent content, who helps get videos ranked on YouTube, who really helps get their cash flow going. Uh, so many different things, Marley, you've been doing to help all of us get, get our increase our cash flow. Uh, but more importantly, all the things that you do because of your big heart from the donations, the charities and everything. Uh, we definitely need to get into that. I heard you adopted a lion. I, I, we got to hear about that. Uh, but so many, so many fun things, Marley. Uh, you know, I know we have been learning from you over this last year. And, and so we are very, very thankful to have you here. But the, to one and only Miss Marley Jacks, welcome to Hindsight Hacking. Thank you. What a nice welcome. And that's so cool that you paid attention. You knew that about me. Yeah, we were excited. But you know what? Something feels off, Corey. What do you think? Something, something. Hold on. Something's a little off. Something is. There. I love that video. There. All right. Now it's better. That was now better. We now we're Team Jacks. Now we're now ready we, to now go. Now we got Team Jacks all over the place. There love we go. It. We are good to go. So, Marley, yes, we've been following you. We've been learning a ton of stuff from you. And I know a lot of our audience has too. But for the people that maybe live under a rock that don't know who you are, <laughs> can you give a quick little backstory? Um, I, I used to be a dental hygienist turned social media manager turned video marketer. And since then I've joined the ClickFunnels community and worked with some incredible entrepreneurs to help them build their omnipresence online, like you said, and to be able to drive leads through, um, through video to scale their audience and ROI. Oh, so how, how did you fall into, like, I've heard the story of how you fell into the social media management. So I'd love to hit on that a little bit, but then also how did you fall into the, to the YouTube and the video side of it? Mm -hmm. So I was a dental hygienist and um, I'm a very creative person and your creativity is pretty limited, just cleaning teeth day after day after day. So I was like, I, I got to figure out what I really want to be when I grow up. And before that, I had also worked in radio and entertainment event management. And I had been in a an environment where I was working with a lot of celebrities and I kind of got my heart broken in the industry because there's a little bit of ego in that industry. So that's why I went back to dental, but I always had this background of like putting people on stages and the logistics and social media and, um, and putting together like promos and marketing for these events that I was putting on with celebrities. And then, so at the dental office, because I just knew social media, I was like, oh, well, why between patients, why don't I just like play around on their Facebook page and promote content for them to get, you know, 
put, put our name out there for this dental office. And then um, their IT guy was like, hey, you're good at this. Can I refer you to some of my other clients? Well, next thing I know, he's referred me to all of his clients. And all of a sudden, I have a business that I didn't even know that like you can make money doing this. And then um, I wanted to get more clients so that I could, you know, have a big enough cushion that maybe I could leave the nine to five and start my own business. Um, so I started making videos for myself and some of them really started to take off. And then I was like, I wonder if I can do that for my clients to make YouTube videos for them too and get them clients. And so I started exploring that world, took a bunch of courses, just kind of learned by doing, learned by failing, failing forward um, until I got to where I am today of like teaching people how to how to use this content cash flow system that that I created. That is awesome. You know, the one thing that I thought was super unique that you did, you reviewed your own videos. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I was like, holy cool. smokes, like Corey and I talk about just like our first podcast and we're like, yeah. it was bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, but not only did you like embrace that, like you reviewed them, which was like, what came, what made you decide to do that? Uh, it was just a fun little challenge of like, hey, I mean, you see those things on YouTube all the time, like cringing at my own videos. And I was like, I wonder what it would be like to look at those. Because sometimes I reference them of, yeah, back in the day, like I, I would make videos and didn't know where to put the camera. So the angle was too low. So it looked like my eyes were closed. And I knew that, but I actually hadn't revisited them. So mm -hmm. I watched them. And and if you see the video, you see my reaction. And I'm like, oh, man, I, I like, that's worse than I remember. Or I, memories would come back of like, my grandfather lived with me for three, almost four years. And there was one video that I was watching. That I was like, I remember how many takes I had to do because my grandfather kept making noise. Um, or like one video, I'm like, you don't know this, but I'm like squatting to get into the camera view because I didn't have a tripod at the time. All I had was like a stool and a stack of books. And so to kind of share the behind the scenes and be like, that's just, you You can bootstrap it. You don't have to have all these excuses of, oh, I need to buy all this fancy filming equipment. Like just do it. Yeah, I mean, even for our own podcast, when we launched, uh, we we didn't have this microphone. We didn't right. we didn't have headphones or anything. We, sometimes we just had the Apple, the free headphones that we'd use, and you can hear it. The sound quality is awful, but but at the end of the day, you could still do it. Like you don't need to go spend a bunch of money. Totally. So how how did you like you have multiple courses that you've built and developed, and and you're creating content every day. Um, like what's, what's your driving motivation now to, to keep going and keep building and keep tweaking and, and sharing your life on Instagram, right? Like what's that, what's that motivation nowadays? That's a cool question. Um, what is the motivation? Cause it's not, I, I just want to grow and learn more as I'm going. And I like, I have epiphanies while I'm teaching. So it's like, I'm learning what, while while I'm teaching and then I'm just bringing people along for the ride. So like the storytelling concepts that I, I study a lot by watching movies or seeing what Hollywood is doing and, and turning that into your online content. It's almost like charisma hacking, funnel hacking, the media of what's, you know, what's happening around us that is so mainstream. And how do we put that into, how do we infiltrate that into this marketing world? Um, so I, I guess my motivation is just that like, I want to learn and grow. And then just to have those epiphanies and to give other people those epiphanies is so exciting. And, and I, I love being creative. I try to push myself to be creative and find new things to get excited about every day. And I've recently started sharing about myself that I write poetry too. So like another thing is that I want to do is write a poetry book and then also have a marketing book and, and teach just all these epiphanies that I'm learning. And as I continue to learn them, share them. 
it's so fun when you start to unlock that creativity and, and, and I'm sure you can only like brush your teeth certain ways, but, (laughs) but once you unlock it, like it's the possibilities are unlimited, you know? So it's crazy. Uh, I'm going to ask about it before Corey does. I want to know about (laughs) adopting the lion. That's, that's crazy. Like, (laughs) like talk about adopting a lion. I have a little certificate over here. That's like, Marley checks adopted a lion. Um, so it's the World Wildlife Foundation that you can okay. actually adopt like any kind of animal that you want, and it supports, um, you know, their their environment, their home, rehabilitating ones that need to be. And so I I adopted two actually. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. That's so, cool. so so you obviously have an affinity. I don't know if you have an affinity for lions in general, but you know, it's in your logo. It's in, you have lion, the lion share award, right? Like you have that kind of stuff. Like what is it, what is it about the the creature, the lion that, that speaks to you? Yeah, it was not intentional. So when I, um, when I changed my name earlier this year, after my marriage ended um, in the, in the video where I announced my name change and, and had to kind of explain the background of it, um, I explained that. For, so first what I did is I changed my name on everything on social media on everything and then just went silent for a few days. And then of course messages and curiosity and people were like, what is this? What's Jack's who's Jack? Like what's happening? Um, and so I, you know, went live with this video where I just shared, Hey, here's here, my marriage ended. And because of that, I'm going through a rebirth and a rebrand and um, I've changed my name and here's how it came about because people were like, where did this, was it your main name? Where did this come from? And no, it's actually like a, a brand new name. <laughs> um, and the story is my, I was with my mom and I was like, mom, I don't know what to like, what to do with my name. Cause I don't want my married name and my maiden name uh, that I was born with is such a mouthful. It's Gruneveld. So yeah, welcome to the stage, Marley. It served me well when I had it. But um, so I'm like, mom, you named me once. I'm going through a rebirth. I need you to name me again. Just pick any name and I will agree to it. And cause you don't, you don't get to pick your name when you're born. So I'm like, mom, you, you, I, you need to just name me again. And I was like, but I just, I want my name to make me feel the way that this lion makes me feel. I have this picture of this lion. It's on my wall and it's just like so stunning and beautiful. It's actually my phone case and my phone background too. I just, I saw it once at a store and I just like stopped in my tracks and was like, that is gorgeous. Just the majestic feel of it. And um, lions, they're like, they're up before the sun. They they get the first kill of the day. It's actually the female ones that are the the providers. And um, so anyway, just this picture, I was like, I just love this lion, and I want my name to feel as fierce as as that lion makes me feel. And thirty seconds later, my mom was like, Jax, and we're like, where did where where did that come from? And she's like, I, it just popped in my head. I don't know. Like it was just there. And so we Googled it and Jack's, the definition was um, someone that can overcome anything, any obstacle of life throws its way. And I was like, well, that's how I want to approach life. And that's kind of what I've been put through recently. So that's it. So, and then after that, my, so my audience hearing this story saw it as a story of perseverance and started sending me like 
lion gifts and um, all of their posts had like lion emojis in it. And I was like, it just became part of like a symbol. I didn't necessarily choose it, just telling that story connected to it. And then, and I love it. So we ran with it. It's amazing. So fun. That got put together. That is so crazy. I mean, if you, I, I, I talk to Corey about this all the time where, you know, God puts stuff in your head or whoever you believe put stuff mm-hmm. in your head at the right time for the right reason. Uh, and you either choose to take that step or you don't. And it's crazy that you were looking for something and it just popped into her head. And then the meaning behind it, like it can't, I don't believe in coincidences. So that's unbelievable. Yeah. It was a really precious moment. A story about, about that name change. I actually discovered you right after you made the change. Okay. And so, so I, I didn't, I didn't know Marley before Marley Jacks and, you know, and then I started looking backwards or I signed up for, for one thing and I'm like, beard or Baird, like what? Like I was very confused that first time. So, uh, but definitely quickly figured out everything going on once, you know, I watched some of your stories and stuff. So, uh, all right. So I actually have been involved I think I've gone through your infinite, uh, what is it? Infinite impact challenge a couple times. And the first time I think I made it to like day three and I, I I was, uh, very, very bad at at that point. And, you know, I just struggled with struggled being on camera, right? Like we're on camera now, no big deal. Uh, but it took a lot, even that very first time. I remember it was a, a big struggle to, I think I did my first Facebook live or something near, near around that challenge. So, um, but it's, you've changed t- so many lives through that. Mm-hmm. And I know I, a, a dozens of entrepreneurs that have gone through that. Uh, how did you come up with that challenge? And, and ulti- ultimately, I mean, you go live five minutes a day, right? You, you could turn that on Evergreen, but you're still involved heavily. Like yeah. to walk us through that challenge, if you wouldn't mind. Um, so we had before, we had a, a done for you service and we still do have the done for you service, but that was the only thing that we had in our value ladder was pretty much just consulting like one off one-on-one or the done for you service, which is high ticket because it's very involved and it's, you know, you get great results from it. So, um, we would have people get on sales calls with us and be like, I really want this. Oh, but I can't afford it. Or I'm not ready like because they have to be qualified at a place in their business like they have the right systems in place so that we can be successful with what they have like pour gasoline on the fire that's already existing um so we were like well i i guess how do we accommodate how do we bring people up to the level like if our value ladder is just like a landing how do i build some stairs on the way up that helps them to increase their revenue and also get the systems in place that they have like the lead magnets the courses and so since then it's evolved into teaching people how to create an infinite cash flow loop um that people can enter your ladder but it doesn't mean that they're like it's not just gradually taking each step it's that they can go from front end to high ticket down to core offer down to like a different high ticket down to like the front end and so that's why we called it like an infinite cash flow loop um, so I created the challenge to pretty much take our done for you service and turn it into a do it yourself 21 days where we like, we create this whole system for you in 21 days. And, and it was great for me to learn. How do I like, what is my process? Like, I just, I just know it. Cause I do it. How do I turn this into a bite-sized step-by-step day-by-day system that here I can teach it to you. 
And then once the challenge was over, like I didn't realize how much it was going to create such an incredible in community. And like they named themselves. So the challenge is called the Infinite Video Impact Challenge. And they named themselves the Infinite Impact Army. Like they chose that name. I didn't, cool. I didn't come up with it. They did. Um, then we, of course we made t-shirts and cool that you're wearing one, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it was just like, how do I take what I do and and be able to give them that result at a different time and financial investment? That's so you know, we have a good friend of ours, Jim Beard, that goes mm -hmm. through your program, and you know, he obviously speaks volumes about all the amazing stuff that you do to help him through that process. But I think it's smart how you were like, Hey, it's not just a ladder. They can go here, there, you know, because there's people in different parts of their journey that right. need different things. And as long as you can provide the value and you can give them something they're looking for, just because they didn't follow the right steps. I think so many people are rigid, rigid in this ladder yeah. that uh, they miss out opportunities to help people. Yeah, totally. You know, so I think that's that. That is in itself an amazing little thing. How how did you decide to start doing that? Around you know, kind of, it's different than what other people are doing. But how did you decide to say, hey, let's create this loop? where people can go in and out of different places. I learned it by and decided to do it because that's like what I learned along the way was I was just like, how do I get people into my high ticket service? And then when I created the challenge, which I had heard so much about, there was like a buzz around it in inner circle. But then what I, what I found and now what I teach is like people come through our challenge and then they ask, how do I create a challenge? And so when you listen to what the market wants, that tells you what solutions they need. And entrepreneurs, like we are, uh, we are wired to provide solutions for people. Um, so I was like, well, why don't I just take now my system of how I create a challenge? And that's the front end of your value ladder, AKA your infinite cash flow loop when you use this system. Um, so that, and the great thing about a challenge is like, for us, we do 21 days. There's different, you can do a five day, seven day, 14 day, 30 day, like it doesn't matter how long the length. Um, but what I love about a challenge is it gets people into habits. Like they they learn new habits in, in the form of like skills and abilities that you're teaching, but they also get into the habit of consuming your content and being part of your community. So then when it comes time for the end of the challenge, before the challenge is even over, people are like, what's next? Like, how do I keep this? To, do I join the challenge again? Do you have another thing? Like, where's do you have like a community so that we can stay together? And so that makes it much more easier and with less resistance to ascend people in your value ladder to the next step or even jump two steps. That's why we started calling it a loop that like from our challenge, if we have four steps or five steps of our value ladder, they can go straight from one to five or one to four and then down to three and then up to five and then down to two um, because they, they're part of the community and they see the level of value and just the difference in deliverability at each step. Nice. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back a little bit because we're getting ahead of ourselves, I think, because your challenge is, is awesome. And I want to talk about the infinite cash flow. Uh, you just basically did five days, uh, you know, or workshop, right? Uh, in the mountains of Utah. And, and just, you know, I just, I love everything you're doing and I'm curious about uh, what's happening. Today. So, uh, but before we get into that, we, we, uh, we get a, a luxury of learning uh, everyone's hindsight, you know, because our mission here with hindsight hacking is to help others gain clear foresight 
through mm-hmm. our guests and our hindsight. Mm-hmm. And so if you were able to go back to a younger Marley, give a little bit of advice with the knowledge that you have now, uh, what advice would you give and when would you have gone back to? Um, huh. I would go back to, so I started my business in 2016. So I'd probably go back to Marley like a year and a half in. Um, I would tell myself to hire before I was ready, but I would also tell myself to understand my numbers more and that as much as it's exciting to invest in your business, to not over-invest. And so I had really relied on mentors and employees and and thought that like I needed other people to, um, I, I really relied on, how do I word this? At the time, I didn't have the confidence in myself to make decisions just by myself. So I would hire people and really rely on their support. And I got to a place where I had invested so much. Like I was, I really wanted to do a, a live webinar and be able to, to get people into my programs consistently. And the webinar, we would run it week after week after week. We would um, invest a lot of money in Facebook ads. We would keep tweaking it. And every time it flopped. And so I was spending so much money on ads. I was spending so much money on my team that I couldn't afford anymore. And I was just like, it's okay. It's okay. Like, I believe in myself. We're going to do this. But I like ran myself into a ton of debt. And the truth is like, if I just, I should have been able to, I should have, if I, if I had what I have now, I would have been able to trust my own decision-making and not rely so much on other people think, feeling that like, I'm not strong enough, smart enough, whatever, to make decisions on my own. Um, because that could have really put myself in a lot more danger. Like I could have lost my house. I could have, you know, gone bankrupt. Um, but luckily, I mean, I had Alex Sharfin as an incredible mentor who was like, you need to stop the bleed. You need to let go of pretty much your whole team. And I had to fire three people in the same day. And it forced me to go into a place where I had to just rebuild on my own. I had my brother worked for me at the time and I had a um, a copywriter who I still kept on. And it, so it was a very slim team, but I was working like eight hours a day on sales calls and then another like eight hours in the evening fulfilling for these clients. But what it did is it forced me to, to learn myself of what, what does my market really want and how do I sell? Like, I didn't know sales. I hired a salesperson um, and I overpaid them unfortunately at the time. Cause I just, I didn't know I was, I learned by doing. Um, and so, yeah, I guess all that to say, um, I would, I would tell myself that, uh, you, you first of all, know your numbers and, um, and trust yourself to make your own decisions. That's both very powerful. Um, you know, Corey and I are through this whole process, same situation, but looking back at that statement, like, I would love to know, like, if, was there a switch that went on besides Alex saying, Hey, you got to do this, but in your mind, how did you prepare, prepare yourself to be the face of your company and actually do the things that you weren't comfortable doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, I had no other choice. And I also mm-hmm. felt like I didn't come this far just to get this far. If I was going to quit now, like I should have quit back then and back then and back then when it was hard, like, why would I go through all of that to get here and then be like, well, it's over now. Like I, I was like, I have to learn from this. I have to learn and grow and, and keep going. And so it was just, here's, here's what you have here's and and I look at that time as like 
those mistakes I made and whether they're mistakes or they're just decisions, they were tuition. Like that was the tuition I had to pay to learn those lessons. And now I know my numbers because of them. And now I know how to build a seven figure business that actually has profit instead of what I was doing two, three years ago. Um, so it was just like, I have to do this and I give myself no other choice. Nice. So I know you were in the, the Russell's uh, inner circle. You were involved with Alex Sharfin. I'm not sure if you still are, but are, who do you, who do you look for, look to for guidance nowadays? Alex, for sure. He's like my go-to. Uh, he, he will get like long Voxer messages from me where I'm like, Hey, it's a, what would Alex do day? Quick question for you. <laughs> um, Steven Larson. Um, and I guess my mom. Nice. Yeah. I, I love you brought it back to family too. So that's yeah. going to be cool. Um, all right. So you just ended, you just ended the challenge on the 24th, right? Uh, well, so we had a challenge and then I also did a workshop this past month too. Nice. Nice. Yeah. So I know one was, uh, you had a bunch of people on it. I loved the song on one of them. You created a song. Oh, for no. oh, the event content yeah, machine yeah. live. That oh was, yes. That was, that was hilarious. I was laughing so hard. Um, I would love to learn just a little bit about your creativity because I'm the creative guy, so I love that stuff. But when you come up with an idea, especially that that song and the lyrics and all that stuff that you came up with, did you guys come up with it together? Was it just you? Was it somebody else? No, it was me. Um, and then I recruited friends to be in the music. <laughs> Steve was on the ukulele. Yeah, well, Steve, like, I know that he plays the ukulele. And I actually, at first, my plan was for it to just be me. And okay. then my nails are really long, and I like them that way. So I was like, <laughs> vanity or, oh, this could actually be better this way. Really? Um, so I, like, called Steve, and I was like, hey, um, I know you're busy. But would you mind like learning this song on the ukulele? And then would you mind doing this video with me? And of course he was like, yes, I'm in. And then I was like, who else? And then it just lined up perfectly. I was like, well, if Steve's going to be in it, then the other speakers at Content Machine Live, Christy, she's also in Boise. So we just went to her house. And then Alex, this was the funniest thing. I was like, I don't know if he's going to say yes to this or if he's just going to completely ignore this message. Because what a weird, what a weird request to be like, hey, can you please send me a video of you like, bobbing along to music? And, um, and I'm, just laughing so and, like, I'm not going to tell, I told him what it was for, but just trust me, it's going to be good. Um, and I love that he, Alex was like, he was so, he got the best responses to that. And even hit, he had like just the best time in the comments saying like, I just, ca I carried the group and <laughs> it was so funny. And even filming it, we're at Christy's house and we're filming and Alex is like, it was a video on a loop. It was like 10 minutes of Alex just dancing. And um, it's funny. So we'd be talking about like, oh, okay, like Alex, you're still cheering. Good job. Alex is still cheering. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, so stuff like that, like I am not the creative one of, of Ron and I's partnership here, but, but we do fun things like making videos, right? Like your intro video, right? just something random. We'll do just random things and we'll do videos and, uh, it's something that's really set us apart in the, in whatever, you know, area that we're doing it, whether it's like somebody did a challenge and we went and did our homework via video instead of oh. writing up a, ch a challenge and, and we just have fun with stuff like that. And so what are your thoughts on, on just, you know, visibility and standing out amongst the crowd with doing something like that, like your, in your request to Russell? 
that reminds when you said that of like doing your homework via video that I would always opt for that. Like when I was in school, it's funny to look back on this. I totally forgot on that, about this. Like whenever we'd have a big project, instead of writing an essay, I'd be like, guys want to make a video. And sometimes we would have videos of like newscasts and we'd be reporting the news, but it would be about like this, whatever subject this was. Or um, I had one, uh, one year in English class where I was supposed to write an essay about Catcher in the Rye. And instead I wrote Holden Caulfield's eulogy as written by his sister. And everyone else in the class was like, is she going to get a zero? Like that wasn't the assignment. And luckily my teacher uh, fostered my creativity and actually had me like perform it in front of the class. So I was like, I'm so grateful to that teacher. I think, I think everyone has an English teacher in their life that has somehow changed their life or at least hopefully they have like mine. Um, but yeah, I, I always want to stand out from the status quo. Like even my team, if they're watching, they're going to kill me for this, but like they keep wanting me to do these um like these reels or these TikTok videos and, and like, they're fun to watch. I enjoy watching them, but I don't want to do them because I feel like it's so trendy and it's like, everyone is doing it. And I'm like, the reels don't pay the bills. Like I'm not going to, I don't want to do it. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it in a way that, that is kind of making fun of it or is something completely different. Like, I don't know, with the Russell video, asking him to speak at Content Machine Live, I could have texted him and been like, hey, would you speak at Content Machine Live? But I wanted to do something that was going to stand out and be remembered. Right. Yeah. Right. And and I will tell you, I, I watched that multiple times. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to watch it again because it's hilarious. <laughs> She's off. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I love the whole concept of it. And yeah, I mean, Corey, Corey and I, we... Uh, we just started making fun little videos too. We had uh, something around limited belief where I dressed up as a doctor and fun. called it a limited belief syndrome. And, and it was kind of fun. So, you know, we have fun stuff like that. And we did it just, just to have fun. You yeah. know, it was, it wasn't to get anything out of it. It was just, let's have some fun with it and, and be different. But um, all right. So you have some stuff that you've already finished up what are you working on now? What's next? What's next for you? Um, we just, so I did a workshop in November teaching in a cash flow loop and it went great and it was really exciting to teach people. And then I was like, you know what? Like the new year is coming mm -hmm. and what I'm really excited about is that of course that this year will be over. <laughs> yes. oh. yeah. I mean, I'm grateful for this year. Actually, for as, as tough as this year was, I had the most probably personal growth um, just in terms of like personal development and therapy and, and really realizing who I am. So I'm super grateful for that. And I hope that everyone else has taken the opportunity to, to take advantage of this time that we had. Um, but so with, with new year's resolutions coming up, it's a great time for your audience to be challenged. Like your audience in January, typically the gyms get, you know, record signups that new people are getting gym memberships and or they're signing up for new classes or they're trying new things. People are up for a challenge. So it's time to launch yours. Like the first step of the infinite cash flow loop is a front end offer that could be a challenge. So I want to teach people how to build challenges. So I decided that all throughout December, I actually haven't launched this yet. I've been teasing it, but I'll tell you here first. Exclusive. Ooh, ooh. Um, <laughs> sorry that's my <laughs> for christmas um so cashful for christmas like a challenge of how to it's a free challenge for people that here's how to create your own challenge for to create your infinite cash flow loop for the new year 
so is that is, is cashflow for christmas.com or is it not is there not live yet it's not live yet i just not live yet. Is, is that the email that's going to be on friday that that yeah, i read today oh my gosh my team is gonna be like marley <laughs> don't show them don't <laughs> no one watch this no one saw anything there's but, nothing and everybody who's watching sneak peek that's what's ha- that's what's coming on friday nice. well i know I love so I I, I uh, definitely got us the infinite cash flow blueprint and I started filling out and I love the interactive PDF by the way um, and it's really hard worksheets like that's that's another thing like if it's trendy or status quo I don't want to do it so I'm like we're gonna make a blueprint and it's gonna look like a blueprint it's gonna be cool it's not gonna be just like fill in the blank. Yeah, I, I saw that and I was just like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, it's the coolest thing I think I've ever seen. Like, honestly, whoever has not got that, like, it is amazing. Yeah. But so we still got to complete it because yeah. we're slackers. So <laughs> then maybe we can submit it and get on your show at some point. I don't yeah. know. I'm going to be doing them all throughout December. So you will trade. You know, you need to come on the Infinite Cash Flow show. Yes, but but it's hard. You made it hard. Those are hard questions. I don't know. Those are hard questions. Then you can come on the show and we'll fill it out together if you need that. Just do it as best as you can. That'd be fun. Yeah. I love it. Oh, yeah, that's very fun. nice. Yeah. All right. So you've got the the workshop you just did. Content Machine Live was amazing. Your challenge is amazing. Uh, you launched a, a big coaching program that had way more things than I could ever remember. Um, mm-hmm. What's what's like your favorite thing that you're working on and doing? Because it is a ton. Yeah. Uh, Content Machine Live was like such a highlight of the year. Um, the content that I got to teach from it, the stories I got to tell for the first time. I love that. Um, and then my Content Machine coaching group is like my favorite thing to do. I was like, if all I did was just work with these work with content machine coaching and then just create new content to, to bring people into it. Like that's, that's what I want to do. I have so, and write poetry. Then I like my life is complete. <laughs> nice. nice. So when's the first poetry book coming out? You know, what's so cool. I don't have it within arm's reach, but um, I got a gift in the mail yesterday from a guy named Jeremy Sutton. I was on his podcast and I mentioned the thing about the poetry and I don't remember how it came out, but I was like, I do have a secret blog on the internet that, like it's not under my name. You'd have to be really clever to find it. But I post some of my poems publicly. And he I he took that, he ran with it, he found my secret blog that's not even under my name. And he he like published me a book of poems. What? And it's <laughs> so my first one i have the i have four he printed me four copies of this book four limited edition copies so but now i have to i don't know it probably won't be in the next year but um because i feel like what i'm writing about is what what i'm going through right now so once i have the happily ever after to that i will put it in a poem book gotcha all right so you had uh, first of all your your content machine live I think like you and Steve both, right? Like you did it and it felt like a live event. Whereas so many, so many challenges, so many summits, workshops, everything that happened this year has just been like, oh, we're in our office and we're teaching, like, which has been fantastic. And it's been the need. Uh, But how did you get the idea or what made you go do it differently? Um it was also one of those things where I felt like I was forced. Like, it was like, you have no choice. Like you, you just, you committed to this and then the world changed. And that doesn't mean that like you change your mind. You can, you can pivot, but don't, 
don't take back from what you've already committed to. So I had committed already that I was going to do a live event. And I thought when I planned this, that it was going to be in person. And so I thought, okay, well, do we just make it a smaller thing? How do we, and then that's where I started seeing, um, who did I see do it? It was Steve that did it first that I saw him do his offer lab at, at, at a studio in Boise where it's like, you're still on a stage and you can see everyone in front of you with the zoom windows. So then instead of me just being in my office with zoom open, it's like, you still have the production. It's still very interactive. So after seeing that, I started, my wheels start turning. I was like, well, can I do, can I do that? Um, and I loved it. It was, it was so much fun and I will continue doing that until we can do live in-person events. Yeah. I was super jealous because, uh, we do content chop shop with, yeah. with Jim and right. he has this little thing that you gave him. I was like, oh, what is that? Like, I want one of those. Yeah. <laughs> no, I never got my box. So I didn't, I didn't see that. So you didn't? I didn't, but I it's all good. Get your box. Oh, it's okay. It's all good. You don't need us in the box. It's, no, it, was but, just, it, was, it was a cool thing. And again, it, you're nurturing your community. Yeah. You're having them get things. He uses it in our, in our other show. So yeah. like it got us to talk about, about you. So it's, it's brilliant, but it's just a cool thing for people to use and interact with you. And that's, that's again, what so many people kind of miss out in their communities. They're not giving them things to do. Yeah. Totally. So we did, we were all involved in a surprise takeover gym show. Yes. And everyone donated a few things, uh, you know, super small to, to, in your case, over the top, over the top, like, tell me about all the things that you do from the donating give back mindset. Uh, like, I mean, I was only involved in a lot of things you did because of what you and Catherine j did for OUR and I just donated there and that's how I got involved. So I was like, oh, I can do two birds with one stone and as far as give back to the world as well as, you know, be involved mm -hmm. with stuff that you do. Like, tell me about all the different things that you're doing in the, in the charity wise and, and why you give back and, and just so it's, it's so amazing everything that, that we see you doing. Oh, thank you for Thank you for donating to that. And thank you for saying that. I, I feel like that's never acknowledged. So that's, that's really cool. Um, uh, I mean, I learned about Operation Underground Railroad from ClickFunnels, as many of us did being at Funnel Hacking Live when they showed that incredible documentary. I also learned about Village Impact through ClickFunnels um, and donated money to actually go to Africa this year to build a school that's postponed to next year. We'll see if that gets postponed again. But I just think it would be such an incredible experience to be able to to go there and experience the culture and get to see the school that that we were a part of building and, and fundraising for. Um, so that was that was such an incredible experience. And to have also the ClickFunnels community support in that fundraiser was just so rewarding. And Catherine and I were thrilled. Um, another, uh, well, you know about my lions that I adopted. Um, and then another foundation that I love is the, the Zebra Foundation. Um, and it's, I just got the cutest little, um, card in the mail from them. So it's a, it's for donating to kids who maybe are underprivileged and giving them art supplies. And so I got the cutest card that like they drew and put stickers all over and said, we love you. Thank you for the colors. And like, I teared up getting, cause I just, I think about how I have like a business mind, but I'm also very creative and artistic. So I want, I don't know. I, I, 
I wasn't necessarily like a painter or drawing or anything like that when I was a kid, but I want to be able to give kids that outlet. So that's another one that I really support and would love to find other other uh, causes and foundations to support kids and cultivating and fostering their creativity from a young age too. That's cool. And it was called Zebra? Zebra. Um, it's Zebra something. I'm, th I'm blanking on the name, but it's like Zebra, Zebra Foundation or something like that. That is, that's cool. I love it. And that's part of the whole, uh, is it impact Jack's? Is that what it is? Jack's impacts. Yeah. Jack's impact. Dang it. I knew, oh, I knew it. There. It's called dreaming zebra foundation. Dreaming zebra. Okay. So we'll make sure that's dreaming zebra foundation. We'll put that in the, in the show notes for sure. Um, all right. So let's see what is looking back kind of over the last couple months, what's been the most challenging piece of putting together these these events or these things that maybe were something different where you had to learn something i have this quote um i have it on sticky notes all over because i need reminders of it of that when you push the edges of your limits your limits expand and i think in anything that we do as entrepreneurs we're we're constantly pushing that limit and sometimes we we feel that pressure and we're like oh it's hard but then we we need that reminder that, oh, I, hang on, I signed up for this. Like, I want to grow. I don't want to be the same person that I was three weeks ago, three days ago, three minutes ago. Like, I want to grow. I want to... I want to push the edge. It's like, just to think of how much we can experience in a short amount of time that, and in way, like we, we are wired differently than most people. Um, so I think it's been partly just capacity in the things that I'm learning and doing and signing up for. Um, and then also capacity in mindset that when things are hard, it's like, yep, you signed up for this. This is, this is stretching you for it to snap into place and then to stretch you even further. And um, that when you, when you grow and you reach the the top of the mountain, it's like, okay, keep building. That's not the top for you to enjoy the view and just like settle down. It's, you're at the top or like you've reached the goal, but there's no finish line. It's just like a checkpoint. What's next? Yeah. Uh, love it. Marley, you've been amazing, but I'm going to, I have one final question uh, to, to ask you uh, before we wrap today and Ron may have another, but, but for sure me, uh, we are coming to a close. We are in the final month of uh, this, this uh, different year uh, than any of us have ever experienced. What is your number one advice for somebody that is either looking to make things different in 2021, looking to leave that nine to five, looking to scale their business? Like what's that, what's that one piece of advice that you have for them uh, to move forward? Um, so I'm going to, answer this in a bit of a roundabout way at first. Um, when I was at, so I, I was a surprise kind of guest speaker at Steve Larson's event last or two weeks ago at Offer OfferMind. And someone asked me, what was the like surprise skill that you learned in addition to like the marketing skills? Like what was something else or a talent or skill or ability that you had to learn that has really attributed to where you are today? And I, I didn't real like the answer came out of my mouth quickly, but I didn't realize that this was the answer, but it was empathy. 
like for me to grow into who I need to be to have the business that I want to have, I have to have empathy in multiple ways, like with myself for what I experience and what I'm going through and to learn and grow from that the same way that I was like, hey, I made some decisions a couple of years ago that were really tough on me financially. That was tuition I had to pay to go through that. And now I see that I pay that tuition to learn those lessons that I so I have the knowledge today. And I have to have empathy for myself of like, I had to grow through that. I had to learn from that. And and I might call myself naive or I might call myself adventurous because I was willing to go through that. Um, and then also empathy for your audience to understand your avatar, your demographic, what they're going through, because they're often looking at you as their hopeful transformation. Like I ask so many of my clients this, when you're creating your products, your offers, your content, whatever, how much would you say that you, your audience is your before picture? Like is you three years ago that you like if you could just speak and it's cool that you've asked me several times throughout this interview, like, what would you say to like your past self and it's similar things that I say to my audience because I've gone through that experience and that empathy of understanding the experience and understanding your customer's journey because you've been there is so important. And then that also translates into your content, into the stories you tell, into your sales page copy, whatever, because you can show rather than tell because you've lived it, because you've experienced it. If you think of like the best actors or the most captivating movies that you're like on the edge of your seat, it's because these actors are showing, not telling. Like you get to feel the emotion. You are like on the edge of your seat when they're at rock bottom and you cheer louder when they win, when they like get the get the girl or win the job or like win the race or whatever, because you, you've experienced it, you've watched them go through it. And so it's empathy for yourself and empathy so that you can connect to your audience. So that is amazing that you said that because you know, Corey and I, when we were looking back at, you know, who we want to serve, we started realizing exactly what you just said. Yeah. Like it's us like last year yeah, or maybe two years ago. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, again, we, we thank you so much for coming on the show and spending some time with us. And I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh my gosh, I want to get, I want to get uh, into Marley's world. Where can people find you or connect with you? I would love that. Um, YouTube or Instagram, look up Marley Jacks. Uh, my Instagram stories, I treat as like my playground. I test my my comedy, my material up there. So enjoy that with me. Um, Which or, I, everyone should, yes. And your YouTube stuff is like perfect. Like, yeah. your I mean, everything looks amazing. Thank you. I enjoy it. So yeah, look up Marley Jacks or feel free to reach out on Facebook or go to our website, marleyjacks.com. Awesome. All right, Marley, thanks again for, for joining us today. I can't wait. Uh, I hope anybody listening, watching, they see all the amazing stuff they, that you offer. They see all the big heart that you have and they resonate with you and head, head on over to marleyjacks.com or Instagram or YouTube or Infinite Cashflow Brute Blueprint or Infinite impact video challenge, infinite video challenge. I don't know. I'm missing it all up, but there's so many amazing things that you're doing that everybody needs to get in. Yes. Yes. All right, Marley, we're going to put you in the green room. We'll be right back, but we'll end up the show here. So we thank you for coming. Thank you. All right, everyone. I hope you enjoyed Marley because uh, she is just such an amazing person. Just being in her presence makes me feel better about myself. So I don't know about you, Ron, but uh, I assume you've got a few gold nuggets for us. Holy smokes. I've got a bunch of takeaways, man. So let's, let's talk about uh, a couple of them. One, I'm going to plug her 
cash flow for Christmas that isn't out yet that we don't know anything about. Make sure you keep your eyes open for that. But <laughs> push your limits, guys. Like anything 2020 has taught, I know us and the world is you have to have different limits and different ideals. And how are you going to push yourself to learn and grow? Which is uh, something that Marley talked about a lot is putting yourself in a position to learn and grow and then paying tuition, I thought was an amazing way to look at struggles. Uh, you know, people pay for college and do all this stuff and they're dumping thousands of dollars into stuff, but one bad thing happens. They're like, Oh, what happened? Right. So I, I love that. The other one I thought was huge and we didn't talk enough about it was reinvent yourself. Like she, she went through something hard and she reinvented herself in a very powerful way way. And you know what? You can do that at any point in your life. Reinvent yourself. Yeah, so true. Uh, definitely. I, I never even really thought about thought about it that way. So love that. Uh, all right. So growing while teaching, like so we, we talk about this a lot, right? Like at the end of the day, when you learn a concept, when you learn a strategy, when you learn a new skill, the best way to really master it is to teach it. So why not, as you grow, teach it to, the, to those around you and those following you? And, and I know you mentioned this, Ron, but the quote itself, push the edge of your limits and your limits will expand. Thank you so much, everyone. We really appreciate you watching. And uh, definitely find us in facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash now 22. Head on over to iTunes, find Hindsight Hacking, download, subscribe, rate, review, and December 8th, our 100th episode party happening very soon. You got to come check it out. Guys, thanks for being the best part of the Hindsight Hackers community.